0: miss virginia e otis was a little girl of fifteen lithe and lovely as a fawn, and with a fine freedom in her large blue eyes she was a wonderful amazon and had once raced old lord bilton on her pony twice round the park winning by a length and a half just in front of the achilles statue to the huge delight of the young duke of cheshire Who proposed for her on the spot, and was sent back to Eton that very night by his guardians in floods of tears. After Virginia came the twins, who were usually called the Stars and Stripes, as they were always getting swished. They were delightful boys, and with the exception of the worthy minister, the only true republicans of the family. As Canterville Chase is seven miles from Ascot, the nearest railway station, Mr. Otis had telegraphed for a wagonette to meet them, and they started on their drive in high spirits. It was a lovely July evening, and the air was delicate with the scent of the pine woods. Now and then they heard a wood pigeon brooding over its own sweet voice, or saw deep in the rustling fern the burnished breast of the pheasant. Little squirrels peered at them from the beech trees as they went by, and the rabbits scudded away through the brushwood and over the mossy knolls. With their white tails in the air as they entered the avenue of canterville chase however the sky became suddenly overcast with clouds a curious stillness seemed to hold the atmosphere a great flight of rooks passed silently over their heads and before they reached the house some big drops of rain had fallen standing on the steps to receive them was an old woman neatly dressed in black silk with a white cap and apron this was mrs omney the housekeeper whom Mrs. Otis, at Lady Canterville's earnest request, had consented to keep on in her former position. She made them each a low curtsy as they alighted, and said in a quaint, old-fashioned manner, "'I bid you welcome to Canterville Chase.' Following her, they passed through the fine two-door hall into the library, a long low room, panelled in black oak, at the end of which was a large stained-glass window. Here they found tea laid out for them, and after taking off their wraps they sat down and began to look round, while Mrs. Omney waited on them. Suddenly Mrs. Otis, caught sight of a dull red stain on the floor just by the fireplace, and quite unconscious of what it really signified, said to Mrs. Omney, "'I am afraid something has been spilt there.' "'Yes, madam,' replied the old housekeeper in a low voice. "'Blood has been spilled on that spot.' "'How horrid!' Cried Mrs. Otis. "'I don't at all care for blood-stains in a sitting-room. "'It must be removed at once.' "'The old woman smiled, "'and answered in the same low, mysterious voice, "'It is the blood of Lady Eleanor de Canterville, "'who was murdered on that very spot by her own husband, "'Sir Simon de Canterville, in 1575. "'Sir Simon survived her nine years, "'and disappeared suddenly under very mysterious circumstances.' His body has never been discovered, but his guilty spirit still haunts the chase. The blood stain has been much admired by tourists and others, and cannot be removed. That is all nonsense, cried Washington Otis. Pinkerton's champion stain remover and Paragon detergent will clean it up in no time. And before the terrified housekeeper could interfere, he had fallen upon his knees and was rapidly scouring the floor. "'with a small stick of what looked like a black cosmetic. "'In a few moments no trace of the blood stain could be seen. "'I knew Pinkerton would do it,' he exclaimed triumphantly, "'as he looked round at his admiring family. "'But no sooner had he said these words "'than a terrible flash of lightning lit up the sombre room. "'A fearful peal of thunder made them all start to their feet, "'and Mrs. Omney fainted. "'What a monstrous climate!' "'said the American minister calmly "'as he lit a long cheroot. "'I guess the old country is so overpopulated "'that they have not enough decent weather for everybody. "'I have always been of opinion "'that emigration is the only thing for England.' "'My dear Hiram,' cried Mrs. Otis, "'what can we do with a woman who faints?' "'Charge it to her, like breakages,' "'answered the minister. "'She won't faint after that.' "'And in a few moments Mrs. Umney certainly came too.' there was no doubt however that she was extremely upset and she sternly warned mr otis to beware of some trouble coming to the house i have seen things with my own eyes sir she said